Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So the parents are mobilized. They're mobilized. What does that even mean? It means that people are taking a look at critical race theory and saying, yeah, we have a problem. You know, I keep bringing this up as a conversation because it keeps requiring conversation. And we should be clear that it's not just me having this talk. Everybody recognizes that people are talking about it. Yeah, and specific to this idea of critical race theory, I have to tell you, I just spent some time reporting on this county in Virginia about an hour outside of Washington. And, and to your point, this is something that is mobilizing people and resonating very deeply. It was about a 100-degree day, dozens and dozens and dozens of parents, mostly white in this largely affluent county, showed up to a school board meeting. For many of them, the very first school board meeting they'd ever attended, specifically because of this one issue. It's not just white parents. We should be clear about that. But I'm not surprised that you have white parents out there when their kids are told, hey, you're an oppressor. A kid is not an oppressor. No, 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 you're an oppressor. You as an individual don't exist. It's just a group. You're just guilty. There's something really ugly about that. To be surprised that parents would push back on this, to be surprised that parents would look at this and say, we don't want this anywhere near our children. Nowhere near our children. And then, of course, you have many other parents of all different colors and creeds saying, we don't buy into any of this because this is not a white-black conversation. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz, the podcast, TonyKatz.com. You can get everything. You can support the show there as well. This isn't about white versus black. It never has been. It is about the free and thinking mind versus the Marxist. That answer leaves people wanting because they go, Marxism. It's like too much in the ether. So let's try and break it down a little bit more. You can have a society where everybody hates everybody and everybody is told to hate everybody or to feel hated. Or you can have a society that is honest about It's past, it's present, and it's future. These are your options. And critical race theory does not provide that option, that second option, that honest conversation. It only provides one point of view, and that point of view is oppressed oppressor. That point of view is victim mentality. That point of view describes people as guilty for their existence which is the thing we are supposed to be opposed to and that we should be opposed to for what other in what other way in in what other situation or scenario are we better off telling people that a group based on a characteristic they were born with is guilty for their existence. That's the problem. So let me take you to the school board meeting that took place in Brownsburg, Indiana. 
The superintendent there is Jim Snapp, S-N-A-P-P. I've never met uh, the, the, the man. I, I would talk to him. I'd have him on the show, uh, everything. And it was, he brings up critical race theory. I want to share with you a bit of what he said. have to be able to teach and perform and help our kids learn regardless of the color of their skin. In addition to that, she was help hired to help us have teachers answer questions. I had a presentation, which quite honestly I decided not to show because some of the kids that are in this presentation have already been through a lot. Um, 17 cases of the N-word being used in social media, whether that's on Instagram, or that's been on Twitter, or that's on whatever. I guess students don't use Facebook, and I'm not familiar with all the social media that's maybe TikTok, maybe, um, that students are using the N-word, and it's being repeated. That's not appropriate, and we need to stand up and say that's just not appropriate. Now, why are some of the kids saying it? For a variety of reasons. Do I think that those kids are intentionally racist? I think that a lot of the kids that we talk to don't understand. They listen to music that has that language embedded in it. And so part of our role as educators is to talk to them and educate them, not penalize them about those things. Now, he's talking about why they hired someone for DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you're seeing people really support this, uh, business community really supporting this. You're seeing some educators really support this. And they, they're stunned and shocked. How can you be opposed to such a thing? First, um, you don't actually believe in inclusion. That seems obvious in the business world especially. You see CEOs that go down this, this, this path right of, of of wokeness as we'll call it well you ask some of the employees who work at a place where the ceo is uh you have to hide your whiteness you know coca-cola or or a place like cummins uh in 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 indiana you know and and talking about uh the woke theories there uh, and uh, from the ceo ask if the employees feel comfortable in disagreeing you don't actually believe in inclusion Inclusion would have allowed people to discuss hydroxychloroquine as a way to possibly help regarding COVID. But when hydroxychloroquine was brought up, we were told that those people were denying science and Donald Trump, the former president, had no proof and this was just going to get people killed. But that wasn't true. That was in no way true. So you scared people into not taking it, even though their doctor might have said, give it a shot. You prevented people from having conversations about it. Here's a question. All the people who said you can't talk about hydroxychloroquine, you can't mention hydroxychloroquine, you can't bring it up. Are they, did they aid in a bed in the deaths of others? Are they accessories to murder because the non-inclusive society said you can't talk about it. When you talk about inclusion, but certain people aren't allowed to speak, or they're afraid to speak because they will get fired or won't get the promotion, or whatever the case may be, you're ostracized. We go to Google. I forget the dude's name. Producer, all right, look it up. The guy who wrote in the, in the message boards they have on Google about how, you know, maybe the reason we don't have as many women in, in STEM is because women and men are different and this and that and the other. Brought out some, here's a study here and here's something there. 
The people at Google got so terrorized, another time that word's coming up today, so terrorized, this guy got fired. Is that inclusivity? Somebody brought up an idea. And we said, oh, no, 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 you can't have that idea. That idea is too dangerous. That idea is, 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 too, is too awful. James Damore, thank you. Thank you there, uh, pretty sorry. And so we got, we got rid of them. When you talk about diversity in business, in terms of finding new pools of talent, that smart business, that's what that is. You won't ever, ever catch me having an argument with you on that subject. You should be looking at ways to reach people who may not have thought of your business as, as something they could do, as a career they could have. Who knows the kind of good talent that you could be getting? That is smart business. When you put it under the guise of DEI, you are saying, we never did this before. Now look amongst your, your, the, your employees and ask yourself if that's indeed true. But do you need somebody specifically to do that for you? When the superintendent here in Brownsburg, Indiana says we hired somebody to help us answer these tough questions, well, what answers are being given? If if you aren't, you know, uh, pushing uh, critical race theory, but what you want to make sure is that you're you're engaged in accountability, accountable for what and accountable to whom? Those seem like logical questions, worthy questions, good questions. Let me take it back to the school board meeting. In a critical race theory, we have not. And as assistant superintendent who oversees all curriculum instruction, is that something um, that you would allow? I would not allow that. So this is a conversation about not allowing critical race theory in schools. But what they want to do is when they see something like students using the N-word, they want to be able to address it. First, I, you know, when, when, when you're in 2021 and people are still using the N-word, you come to realize a couple of things. Just like you realize that some people are anti-Semites. Sometimes it's not actually anti-Semitism. I have often said, when you see a swastika painted on a stop sign, it doesn't mean there's a rise in anti-Semitism. It means there's a rise in moronism. Because very often the person putting that up doesn't know what they're doing or saying. They don't know what it means. They don't know what it represents. They just think it's avant-garde, right? They think it's like just a, 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 a whatever. When you hear people using the N-word, they don't understand the sick, twisted history of it, especially as the superintendent points out, if you hear it in this song, that song, or the other, and you see it in some of the uh, content uh, used casually, friendly, lovingly, how could you listen to Dave Chappelle and then be like, well, what do I do? I'm not knocking Dave Chappelle. It's, it's the, the question he has to answer. But I'm not about to get on somebody's case or, or, or get crazy uh, because a, a kid used it. Do you know what it means? 
Well, if it means that, why are these people using it? Oh, this is a good question. And then sometimes you'll hear, that's our word. I have seen uh, rappers and, and, and musicians and actors and others. That's our word. That's the word you want? That's weird, man. That's weird. You're a weird dude, but whatever. If that's the word you want, a word as dehumanizing and evil and with, with, with a, a grotesque hist- history like the N-word, sure. Sure, no, 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 you, you, you have that. But now you're going to get mad that other people use it when you're using it and they're looking up to you? Not about to get myself worked up. All right. So people can speak louder and we can say, we're not doing it. And they'll say, well, you know what? We'll bring more people to the board meeting and say that you are. And then we'll say, no, we're not doing it. And then, well, that didn't do it. So we'll bring more people. And so this escalates. It's not constructive. It's destructive. And it just continues until somebody says, you know what? I really want to see and I want to hear from my own kids, not something that somebody else shares. Is this happening in our schools? Critical race theory would diminish the results that we're having in our schools. Not only the academic results, but also the cooperative, collaborative environment. Now, it's interesting to hear the superintendent speak so clearly about being opposed to critical race theory, which we are also told doesn't exist. And we are also told is only a product of of Fox News and of 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 Newsmax, right, as 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 you've already heard. But when you bring in somebody for DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, you are saying in one hand you're not doing it, but on the other you're saying you're doing something. You can't define equity. Because the way it is defined now, even though I don't even know if that's what they mean, equity is about creating an equality of outcomes. There is nothing more bigoted than such a thing. The idea that the society is inequitable, so therefore we have to even the the, the playing field by evening the outcomes. That's why you see school districts getting rid of honors math and honors uh, uh, science, right? You can't have kids excel too much because other kids feel left behind. So while the superintendent is saying, you know, we're not doing this, they're doing other things that beguile it. It's not just Brownsburg, Indiana. It's happening all across the country. And this is why people don't believe. And that's why they don't buy in. I would also uh, say to the superintendent, who again, I, I, I would speak to uh, here on the show, do not belittle these parents. Do not do it. Do not say that they are the problem for bringing up an issue that is nationwide and what they're seeing creeping in, if not fully in their schools. Through these things you say, are about making things better. Well, we don't agree. Belittling them is wrong. Dismissing them is wrong. You know, I've said before, hashtag the great pushback. Well, it's here. It's here and it's important. Because if we're going to talk about teaching the entirety of our history, which we should, We're going to look at how that history is taught and by whom. And we're going to make changes where necessary. I'm Tony Katz.
Supreme Court ruling against the NCAA. It's an antitrust case. It's very interesting. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So the ruling ends the association's nationwide limits on education-related benefits athletes can receive for playing college sports. Now, Producer Ari, you're a little more on this subject than I am because I read that and I have no idea what it means. Does that mean they can get paid? It means they can benef- They can profit from their, from, their, from their license. So if they want to sell jerseys of the players, they can get paid for that. If they want to be in video games, NCAA video games, the players can get paid for that. If they want to sell their autograph, they can get paid for that. But the school's not going to just start giving them checks. Okay, so they can, of their own brand. Yes. Okay. Now, it's funny. I don't actually believe in paying the athletes. But I certainly have no issue with the athlete being able to pay themselves. Right? So maybe there is, uh, th- th- therein lies the difference. Right? When, when, <sighs> by the way, every time I say right, you got to hit a buzzer. I have to stop doing that. I've been doing that a lot lately, and it's just, I don't know why it's happening. I don't know when I started doing it, but I've been realizing it. I got to stop. I got to stop. It's just ridiculous. They want to be able to do a, a signing or, or have a party, an event where, you know, they've got a name and they're able to charge for it. Sure. 100%. Knock yourself out. Be paid to play when you're getting a scholarship? Nah. Or not getting a scholarship? Nah. No, 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 no. I'm, I am not there on that subject. I think there's, that's a, a difference. So this is pretty interesting. Uh, by the way, this was a 9 nothing ruling. So does the NCAA now have a problem? <laughs> yeah. But what, honestly, what's the real issue here? What, in, what now do they have to change about what they do? do it, it, they, they said these people can't make a living for forever, and now they can. So what, what does the NCAA actually have to change? They don't get to sell the jersey anymore? Well, the jersey is still, you know, something licensed to the university, so the student has no connection to that. I'm curious. I'm, you tell me what this means for the universities. This is Tony Katz today. Should I keep it light? Stay out of the fight. No one's gonna listen to me. China is just beating the living crap out of Bitcoin. Just ruining it. Bitcoin slides. All the crypto is sliding because China is saying, yeah, you can't mine it. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. I mean, Bitcoin was at 60,000 and then it dropped into the 30s. It was moving back up. And now, uh, good Lord. China wants to prevent and control financial risks. Well, uh, emphasis on the control.
right? A lot of emphasis on the control. So they're saying that you can't mine Bitcoin. Remember, we're dealing with cryptocurrency and that's how that's how it works, right? You you utilize a, a computer to actually kind of work algorithms. I was gonna say kind of, but kind of created, if you will. And and there it is. Just that simple, just that easy. And then other people, you know, buy and sell what they have, etc. But they don't like the fact that they don't have control. That's what this is all about. This is about the very idea of control. Just so we understand each other. That's what's happened. And they don't like the fact that they don't have control and they are doing quite literally anything they can to keep it. But this is, I mean, this this is bigger than Elon Musk saying something, right? And and causing everything to just fall apart. This is a nation with 1.3 billion people saying to this currency, you may there may not be a place for you here. That can have an effect. Am I still? High on on crypto, a hundred and fifty percent. Absolutely, I am. I am. I am here for it because I think that it has a future. I am convinced that it has a future. By the way, that it is important and and valuable and worthwhile to all of us. That we're all going to be better off because of it. I also believe that people can decide to trade um, in in any way they see fit. People can trade as they want. They, they, they shouldn't be just told by government what they can and can't do. That, that should never, ever be the case. But watching what's happening right now is just ugly ugly as sin like what's happening with american airlines i'm wondering if we're going to see this from all uh the the airlines soon enough so this started over the weekend where they started canceling flights so uh they canceled about 123 flights on saturday they canceled 180 flights on sunday and what they're saying is we don't have the people we have seen such a massive demand for 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 airline travel which which is true by the way it's it's crazy what's happening we went from no one going anywhere to either people saying hey i'm vaccinated or hey i don't care anymore and got to get out got to go got to do things got to leave and they are flying traveling doing all the stuff doing everything they possibly can Try and get tickets to Vegas right now. Those are expensive tickets. Expensive, expensive tickets. So what the people in America found is they don't have enough people. Then they had some serious weather issues in some of their hubs, and they weren't able to move people around, and they said, okay, now here's what we got to do. We have to change how we're doing things. We need to have less flights so we can ensure we've got more people ready to go at all times. And so that's what they're doing. 
That's exactly what they're doing. They're um, slowing down the number of flights they have. They want to make sure they've got pilots in reserve ready to go. They want to make sure that they have uh, the flight attendants and the crews and everything else. So the people who are on those flights, they got pushed to other flights, right? Because they did these in, in the hubs. And it's definitely going to have an effect on tickets you may have already purchased. I was on, you know, when I flew out to Arizona, both going and coming, I got a notification about and I, my flight out there. The plane never made it to us because of a, a mechanical issue. I was, I was on the, the, the shuttle from where I parked the car to, to the airport. And on the shuttle, which is about, what, four and a half minutes? I got three different notifications that the flight got pushed back. 30 minutes, two hours, four hours. Like, oh, we're not going. And when we got there and started talking to them about it, well, we can, we can route you through, uh, through Chicago. I was like, we're going to see Chicago. Get there a little later. Don't get there at all. We got there a little late. And the flight was empty, which was a whole nother weird thing. How do you have a flight not go and then the connection flight is empty? It was super strange. Super, super strange. But on both the way there and the way back, we got these notifications. Hey, if you'd be willing to give up your seat, we'll pay you. Here, why don't you tell us what you would take for these tickets? Which is something I do at almost every juncture. Right? Uh, see, I did it again. See, that's when you're supposed to buzz me. God, I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm saying right a lot. I was like, why am I doing this? I noticed it the other day, and then someone brought it up uh, independent, not even about anything I did. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really a thing. I have to stop. So they give you, like, these four choices. How much will you take? I have done this once before with the family. We got, like, $600 each which they did, I think we took it, did we take it as flight credit or did we take it as Amazon gift cards? I think we took it as Amazon gift cards, if my memory serves me. Your kids got the gift cards too? The kids are lucky they got fed. They don't get the gift, we did. Oh, wow, you stole their gift card? Who bought the ticket? Oh, yeah, you know what, you're right. Yeah, I know I'm right. You see, this is how you know producer Ari doesn't have children. Like the kids have any rights whatsoever. We took them on a trip to New York, fed them. The hotel had an indoor pool in January. Are they the luckiest children who ever lived ever anywhere? The answer, by the way, is yes. Yes, they are. They don't even know. They don't. Can I tell you? This is true. And they're, they're, they're fantastic children. I'm thrilled. I am overjoyed with, with how uh, they're turning out. Really am. But living uh, here as we do, and getting because I'm on radio, you get some opportunities. One of the opportunities I've gotten is really good seats to Pacers games. I mean really good seats to Pacers games, which I appreciate like nothing else. And we have taken them to Pacers games where we are sitting. Uh, uh, Producer Ari, uh, you know the expression spitting distance? I've, I've been, I, I've, you've taken me as well. They're, they're amazing seats. They're ridiculously good seats. 
And about five minutes in, they want to know when we can get a snack and when are we leaving. Oh, I mean, I was I didn't realize how lucky I was when I was a kid until I was like 22. Yeah, well, let me tell you, it's going to come back on them hard because I don't take them anymore. I don't take them anymore. And it's not a question of I'm not angry with them. Okay, this isn't your thing. That's fine. But certainly, I recognize how incredible of an opportunity uh, this is. I'm going to keep utilizing uh, and enjoying that opportunity. And one day you'll be like, oh, wow, this really is special. When you go with your friends and you're in the very top of the nosebleed, you'll be like, wait a second, I used to sit down there. You don't know until you know. You don't. You don't know until you know. How could you know? How could you know? So that's, that, that's, that's my tangent story. So no, they don't get the gift cards when we take the deal. But I did try and get the deal both times. All right, we'll stay an extra day. We'll leave a little bit late. We'll do whatever. It didn't work out. But air travel, man, it's come back huge. And I haven't figured out which one it is. Because when you take a look at, at, at vaccinations, we were discussing earlier that Joe Biden missed his... Uh, missed his his vaccination deadline or his target he wanted to have 70 percent of adult americans with at least their first shot and that didn't happen right that didn't happen you didn't have 70 percent of americans with uh their their first shot now what he told us was if we're not vaccinated if we are not fully vaccinated, people, uh, to his timeline, well, things are going to get bad. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! We were going to have to cancel Independence Day, which he mistakenly called the 4th of July, which always drives me crazy. Always drives me nuts. And now it's like, yeah, all right, we missed it. So the first deadlines you were able to accomplish because Trump got you there. And now these deadlines you're not going to get to and it doesn't even matter. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? I'm so old that I remember when deadlines actually meant something. And now it means nothing because it never meant anything. And that's what I think people are seeing. And they're saying, yeah, we're, 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 we're traveling. What, I'm going to stick around for these people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to limit my life because, because of these liars. No, 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 no. And so they're getting out. They're getting out and they're traveling and they're doing everything. So you do have to... to I mean, just just keep um, uh, to defend American. I guess. Is, uh, I mean, that's not what I what I mean to do. Uh, although I, I think in this case it might be necessary to defend American. It's it's to say that they uh they are dealing with a lot of people now traveling more than they were ready for, more than at the quick. I can appreciate that. The people who are getting their flights canceled, I don't know how much they appreciate. 
Don't forget, you can find everything at TonyKatz.com. That's K-A-T-Z, TonyKatz.com. And you can support the show from there. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. I was discussing crypto a bit ago and what's going on with Bitcoin, but I did not share with you the nightmare scenario. Tony Katz, so good to be with you guys. This is the nightmare, and it's about a guy named Christopher Williamson. The story from News Nation Now. I am scheduled to be on News Nation Now tonight, I think. So look for that. If you look up where you get News Nation Now on your on your cable provider, or, or I think you can find it online, newsnationnow.com. This guy named Christopher Williamson bought a ridiculous crypto uh, company, um, uh, cryptocurrency called Rocket Bunny. I have never heard of Rocket Bunny. There's a lot of little things out there. It traded at. Uh, follow me here, point zero 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 seven of a dollar per coin. So a billionth of, of a seven billionth of a penny. One, two, three, uh, whatever, whatever it is. 700 millionths of a penny, whatever it is. But he checks one day. And for whatever reason, he has an issue or there's a little hiccup, there's a glitch. It says that he has $1.3 trillion of Rocket Bunny. $1.3 trillion. So he's like, holy crap! And he immediately goes to, to, to sell it. He goes to withdraw it immediately. Coinbase is like, uh, yeah, we can't do that. Uh, we can't get access to it. Mm, we're not quite sure what's going on here. We're going to review the situation to figure out the best solution. And he tweets out, day three, still a trillionaire according to Coinbase. I'm going to need an emotional support penguin if this goes into day four. And he, he's like, look, I know I'm never going to get a trillion dollars, but I hope something comes out of it that makes sense. And he promised that if he gets the money, he's going to get a yacht shaped like a penguin and invite all the Coinbase employees where he has the, the stock, the, the, the crypto, uh, onto his uh, yacht. This is the, 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 the fantasy I mean, it's the fantasy, right? You buy some nonsense crypto or some nonsense stock, and you wake up, and it's worth a billion dollars. Yes, 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 yes. Like, that's the, that's the dream. And then the nightmare is you can't get access to it. Like, this is the fear. Producer Ari will know that I have hit uh, the crypto jackpot when uh, the day comes that I don't even show up. Oh, yeah, no. there'll be no question. There'll be no call. It, it will be like Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting, and Ari will be uh, Ben Affleck just ringing the bell, and no one comes to the door. And then I'll smile gently as I walk back to my car, knowing that you made it. Right, right, while you go to the construction site. Well, no, nothing South Boston derivative of that at all.
Nah, not a piece. That was the wicked truth right there from those guys. I I I look at this and I say I I don't know I don't know how I would be able to contain myself, but it is it, it is the hope and the dream of a generation. Right, that you bought a stock for a hundredth of a penny, and 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 it's worth five dollars. That's it. That's it. What do you need fundamentals for? We could just get lucky. And that's why producer Ari doesn't doesn't buy in. He doesn't like the idea that you just get lucky. He needs fundamentals. That's not the reason why I don't. That's why you don't do it. Because you don't have, you don't you don't believe in the spirit of man. That's your problem. Man, I forgot. I, I Amazon Prime Day. So any was there any did anybody get anything from Amazon Prime Day? that I should be looking at. Let me know. Let me know on Twitter at Tony Katz, Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.